0: the Bible says in the last days people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people will get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, immoral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country and the socialism the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believe the Bible and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just
1: believe that God
0: says what he means and means what he says? All
1: right. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining in today. Good to be back with you again today. This is uh, should be coming out on Christmas Day. So if you're listening on Christmas Day, uh, Merry Christmas to you. And uh, we're recording this on uh, December 20th, and uh, so uh, we're going to talk about Christmas, actually. And uh, we got some family coming in, excited about Christmas time, and uh, I can't believe it's only four or five days away. It's unbelievable. Um, But uh, last year, we did a podcast episode about um, a sermon that you preached about um, Luke chapter 2, verse number 11 and you said this verse tells us several things. Well, it says here, I'll read it. Luke chapter 2 verse 11 for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord. So we've got who's going to be born, where he's going to be born, but you also say that it says why and when? Why and when, right? Yes. Unto you is born this day in the city of
0: David a savior which is Christ the Lord. So we have who, Christ the Lord, and why? Well, to be a savior, scriptures say he came to seek and to save that which was lost. In First Timothy chapter one, verse number fifteen, it says Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then it also tells us where he would be born, in the city of David. And it even says when he would be born, unto you is born this day. And uh, and so yeah, so there's a lot of controversy over what day jesus was born and uh in fact we were watching arthur just a couple days ago that show it's still i believe it it still airs to this day but it's been airing probably for 30 years now and um i think it was brain that was saying the different you know how do we know that jesus was born on december 25th and gives all these reasons why it could have been any day other than december 25th
1: right yeah yeah most people wouldn't take objection to those first three who where and why but uh you take the position that um the that when it says this day that's on purpose and uh, we can and should know uh the day he was born yes and i want to say something else and not only do i believe that the bible tells us
0: you know the day jesus would be born i also believe it also tells us the day um that he died you know we're talking about passover and so uh, we know he was, you know, he died on Passover, and so I believe that by same process of thinking, um, I think we can see from Scripture and from history and the testimony of of others that indeed Jesus was born on December 25th. Now I would say this: I, I don't, I believe it's in the taught in the Bible, but I do, do believe that there are good men that have taken opposite position. But I will say this, if you believe the Bible to be the very inspired word of God from cover to cover and that without error, I believe you're going to arrive pretty much either in like September or in December. But of course, we can talk about that in just a few moments. But let's start off by saying in the Old Testament, Daniel chapter number nine, this is what the scriptures say in Daniel nine, verse number 24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and so what it's talking about here is talking about when Jesus comes again and sets up his millennial kingdom and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. that's that's pretty you know obvious here we're talking about the end when Christ comes again. And then Daniel receives this in addition to that. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince, shall be seven weeks, three score and two weeks. Now, seven weeks, three score. Now, score always means times 20. So three times 20. That's 60. And then. So we're looking at 69 weeks and it says the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times and after three score and two weeks. So after 62 weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself and the people of the prince shall come that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now that's obviously talking about the Antichrist. Um you know, this is the abomination of desolation that Jesus refers to right here. The city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And of course, we see that as well in Revelation. The scriptures talk about that. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Now, I don't want to get into this very deeply because um, it, it, the best way to explain this would be with visuals a chalkboard or something like that but for those that are familiar with Daniel chapter number nine it is prophetic and it talks about prophecy it talks about when Jesus would come and also gives us his not only first but second coming these weeks are weeks of years just like you can have a dozen eggs you can also have you know a dozen weeks you can have a dozen years you know uh and scripture says that after 62 weeks which would be 483 years the Messiah would be cut off that would be uh the year um so that would be put that would put us at Passover um which would be Nisan the 15th and and so I believe that we can see from scripture that yes there is prophecy regarding when Jesus would come and when he would die that doesn't say when he would be born but it does say when he would die so um Obviously, he'd have to die with it within a natural lifetime. So, um, and then we, we know that he, you know, he died 33 years of age, so he can just go back at that point. So I do believe that the Scriptures do point us to
1: when he died, when he was born. And, um, so what's your opinion on why it's important as far as the day he was born? Because most people brush it off and say, well, there's just no way to know. Um, yeah, and, and I think that's a really good question. Uh,
0: it's certainly not a doctor. It's, it's certainly not a gospel doctrine, you know, uh, when Jesus would be born. Um, but I think it it, it it the devil does everything that he can to undermine the word of God. Yeah. And to undermine childlike faith. And so I see I see that we ought to have a pushback. You know, they'll say several objections, you know, like. What you just said—it's not important. Well, but if the Bible points to his birth, then it is important, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, and people might say, "Well, it doesn't make any difference about his death. What? It doesn't matter what day he died on." Um, but but it matters to God, mm-hmm. and it matters to us. Yeah. Now, let me just say this: uh, I believe it's an attack on Jesus Christ, and I also believe it's an attack on the Word of God. Because when you attack the word of God, you attack Christ. If you don't have an absolute authority, you have no basis of truth. If you if you cannot say that the Bible is inspired, infallible, without error, then you have no you you, you have you have no authority. Mm-hmm. You have no um, you become the final authority. You right. become the final judge on on what is truth and what is not. Now that's exactly how Eve fell in Genesis chapter number three, for example, the conversation between the de- the devil the serpent and Eve. And so the devil added some words, Mm -hmm. you know, you mean to tell me that we're not supposed to eat of any of the trees. You're not supposed to eat of any of the trees uh, here in the garden. Was God, you know, know, what does he create an appetite and then want you to starve. So he makes God out to look bad. And Mm -hmm. he does that by changing the scriptures, you know, and, and putting a question mark where God has put a period. And then Eve, she just added one word basically. But that's all it took, just changing one word. And now she has no final authority. Now she becomes the the judge. And so she says, oh, no, devil, you got it all wrong. We may eat of all the trees of the garden, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it. Now that wasn't true. Mm. Now that may have been a good policy, but that wasn't doctrine. God never said that. Mm. you know. And I would say that would be a good doctrine. If I was living in that day, um, I would have said to Eve, you know, uh, if we were married and we had children, you stay away from that tree. You know, don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Right. But that's not what God said. And so once you just change just one word, one jot, one tittle, that's all it takes. And it won't be long before you'll change another word, another jot, another tittle. And then you become the arbitrator of what is truth. And so that is that is what I see. The real problem is I see all of this as just an attack on the Word of God. And when you attack the Word of God, you attack the Son of God because Jesus is the Word made flesh.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say I see the um, the connection here between your approach to but the Bible, you know, literal approach, um, where uh, you're not going to be intimidated by what the world says as far as changing the way, what we believe the Bible says and, and making it accommodate. Well, you kind of go from that whole line of thinking And uh, it gives birth to this, um, you know, the Bible does say it. You know, where most people would say it doesn't say it. Well, how do you, uh, how are we arriving at those two different conclusions when we both say we believe the Bible? Well, one person, that'd be you, takes a literal approach to what the Bible says, means what it's. We don't have to go and lean on, you know, all these Science, extra sources, archaeology, any other source, you know, it's history, just, you know, it just says what it means and means what it says. Well, while the other person who says they believe the Bible but say it's the Bible doesn't say that, um, they take a much looser approach to the Bible, less fear of God, less respect for His word, and uh, which, when I asked you why is it important, of course, your conversation went right back to because the words of the Bible are important, and uh, that's really. And that's what gives, that's what really gives birth to a lot of what, what the world would say are crazy beliefs, uh, modesty and the roles in the home and, uh, you know, cosmology and the, the, the earth and the, and the universe, all that stuff. It just comes down to the fact that it's That's what the Bible says. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you this. So
0: I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and, um, and, and they were basically saying, well, what about all my problems? You know, certainly there has got to be something in there for me. Um, and, uh, and and I said, well, more than likely, a lot of your problems are because of, of foolish decisions that you have made, mm-hmm. you know, and we are basically the sum total of the decisions that we have made in a free society for the most part. Right. You know, if you're, you know, freedom hasn't been taken away or whatever, you know, you don't live in a communist state or or whatever or, you know somebody's driving drunk down the road and hits you and takes your life that's not your fault but i'm talking about by and large you know and this person was having terrible marital problems and and uh and and, and so it was basically i said well listen you can you can fix you, you you can increase your and 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 make your marriage much better if you would just improve yourself mm-hmm. you know uh and not worry about the other person because there's no guarantee that other person is going to change right and just because you live a christian life that doesn't mean that they are not they're going to live a christian life you know but um and this person said well you make everything so black and white i mm-hmm. said well you either believe the bible or you don't i mean the Bi- this is what the bible says you reap what you sow mm-hmm. and they said well you're not very loving and i would say well i'm the most loving right. I, I really feel like you know people that have the same approach that that I do would be the most loving, and uh, of course, the example I use quite often is: you go to a doctor and pay the doctor a lot of money to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. And I may, he may say with tears in his eyes, or he may say it, you know, while he's, you know, reading his text messages. But the bottom line, you know, <laughs> you got to love the truth, and mm-hmm. if and if the, if he c- covers up the truth, then then you got you could you could sue him, mm-hmm. you know, for malpractice or lying to you or whatever. But if you've got cancer and you're going to die in six months, I,
1: I, you know, some may say it more lovingly than others, but you need to know the truth. Yeah, you know. And usually the reason why we don't want the black and white approach is because it it oversimplifies in our mind our problems, and it just comes down to you know it's real simple. You you messed up. You're doing something wrong. You need to fix you. But when we can you know, get it in the gray area, then there's all these, you know, uh, these, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, contingencies. And well, does it, you know, is it really your fault or did it just get dealt a bad hand? And now, you know, uh, really it's just passing the blame. Once we get into the gray area and I'm the victim and I've got this mental, you know, you know, uh, problem or whatever, then we can kind of play the victim card and it's not our fault. But when you go your route, where it's black and white, then it always ends up being, you know, it's my fault. Uh, and I just need to believe the Bible, do right. what it says. And, and
0: when you don't, really, you're passing the buck. Mm-hmm. That's what Eve, That's what Adam did. What have you done? Well, the woman that thou gavest me. Yeah. And he really wasn't blaming the woman. He was blaming God, the, right. the woman that you gave me. Right. You know. And then the woman said, well, the serpent beguiled oh. me. And there's some truth to that right there. The Bible says Eve was deceived. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says she was in the transgression still you know, right. um, deceived or not deceived, you know? And so I think it needs to be black and white, right. you know? Um, and people just, they say, well, you know, you don't have a loving approach, but you know, I would say when Jesus was turning over tables in the temple, th- you know, his detractors would say, well, that wasn't very loving right. either, right. but I would say that would be the most loving thing that he could do. Right. I've got to get your attention here and you're not listening to words. I'm going to have to throw some action into this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes you got somebody that's asleep, you know, in a burning building. Sometimes you got to slap them across the face to wake them up. Right. You know, and you got to take drastic action. And that's why the Bible says for a preacher, he needs to cry aloud and spare not because people are just, they're sleeping, you know. And uh, what and pe- happens? when, You know, the devil sows tares amongst
1: the wheat when? While men slept. And people say. You know they they like to criticize preachers like you and say, well, you're not loving. But you know, it's easy to, to to nitpick one instance in one sermon. But really, there is a balance, you know. And I think every preacher understands there needs to be the encouragement and the rebuke. Re- the rebuke, but um, the people so only want to hear what, only pe- people only hear what they want to hear. That and is And so, right. well, you know, he's always yelling. Well, that's not. He's always yelling. Always, he always yells. I mean, that's the stupidest statement in the world. Um, but they only hear what they want to hear. That's right. Um, and so there are many times when you come to the pulpit uh, to encourage. Um, but uh, you know, not always. And you know, that's that's uh, like you said, that's the loving, that's the loving way to do it. It has to be balanced.
0: I, you know, I think it's so true. And then on the other hand, you know, I think it's very loving to tell people they need to fear God, fear God and keep His commandments. Because if you violate God, His word. If you lo- violate Bible principles, there are going to be consequences. that You're going to reap what you sow, and it says God is not mocked. In fact, the Bible says God's going to mock you. Hmm. You know, in Proverbs chapter number one, I, in fact, I mentioned this. I said, you know, you know, wisdom is personified, and, of course, wisdom, you know, God is wisdom, you know, all wisdom. You know, there, there's, a, there's a heavenly wisdom. It comes down from God, you know, but there's an earthly wisdom that's earthly, sensual, and devilish. Right. And so God is the giver of all things good. And um, so this is what it says, you know, that God will laugh when your calamity comes. Right. Uh, You you know, it's not he's going to cry. He's going to laugh. That's what it says, you know. And he says, I'm not going to hear when you call on me. He said, I'm not going to do it. I told you that these are the consequences. You mocked me. You didn't take me serious. You didn't fear me. You just went and did what you're going to do anyway. And now you got yourself into a mess. God is that, That's what the Bible says. Right. You know, right at the very beginning of the book of Proverbs, God says, you know, if you're going to regard iniquity in your, in your heart, the Bible says God's not going to hear you, mm-hmm. you know, and if, and if you've turned your ear away from hearing the cry of the poor or from hearing the law, even your prayer will be an abomination. God says, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And so we need to take that into account and you know and put ourselves in a position to to be blessed of God right because God is not going to bless disobedience and God is that would be encouraging disobedience you know so this one person I, you know i would say this to folks that are having a you know a bad marriage you know did, did you pray about the person that you married mm-hmm. you know did you go seek counsel mm-hmm. you know um but most people would say no i got married on a you know johnny cash will say a fever mm-hmm. a lot of people say i got married on a feeling you know And it wasn't the will of God. We weren't even right with God. We were shacking up, living together. God says these are going to have consequences, you Mm -hmm. know? But I just don't believe you're going to go wrong doing right, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it's better to be. Now, you don't have to make this choice. But if you had to make the choice, it's better to be wrong with too much trust in what God said than right with too much doubt. Right. Because in the end, God is going to bless
1: childlike faith. God means what He says. And says what he means. Yep. Amen. Yes. So you take the uh, position that uh, Jesus was born on December 25th. I do. I absolutely do.
0: And I believe for, for several reasons. I believe the Bible says so. But let's get to the Bible last. Let's finish up with that last. So here are the objections with that. First of all, they say that December 25th was a pagan holiday. Okay, so this is the first thing that I would say. So how do you know that? You say history. Well, well, first of all, you weren't there, okay? And uh, now I'm not saying it it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just saying, you know, that you weren't there. So basically you're reading a book that footnotes a book, that footnotes a book, that footnotes a book, that footnotes a book, right? Right. That goes back 2,000 years. It says, well, I was there, Mm -hmm. you know? So basically your faith is in footnotes. (laughs) Yeah. Your faith is in tradition handed down. But that's what they want to say about, you know, Christianity was just tradition handed down. And it's been it's been muddied throughout the ages. You know, like the Muslims, they believe that, yeah, there was a Jesus. But Christians have perverted the true nature of Christ. He was a a prophet, but not not God. Mm -hmm. You know, but that that, that's a two edged sword. We can turn that around, you know. Yeah. So. I have faith in God, in God's word, that He preserved His word. They have faith in men and footnotes of men, you know, and they say that you are worshiping
1: the devil and glorifying pagan gods on a pagan holiday. Somehow, in, inadvertently or uh, unknowingly, and uh, I kind of take, I kind of wonder about that because the same thing is said about Halloween, you know. Um, now there may be, you know, a little bit more uh, controversy and uh, uh, on Halloween. But uh, can you inadvertently, can you inadvertently worship the devil? I mean, can you do it by accident? Now, I certainly think, you know, th- there's that. That's a good question because you know the Bible says when the children of Israel worshipped idols, they were worshiping Satan. You know, um, but uh, you know, if like you said, if it is a pagan holiday, and then you do something on that pagan holiday, are you accidentally worshiping the devil? <laughs> you know if your birthday is on a pagan holiday are you accidentally worshiping the devil there's, gotta line, there's got to be a line there's
0: got to be a line there's got to be common sense right you know but you know, there's some i mean okay so you think about this so there's a lot of preachers a lot of churches churches like ours independent baptist churches and i certainly don't believe in glorifying evil in any sense of the word mm-hmm. i i certainly think that that um and by the way let me just say this more, the devil is more like Santa Claus than he is a skeleton, you know, skull and bones. Yeah. No question in my mind, you know, that the devil's going to come as an angel of light. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to get rid of one of them, I think you ought to get rid of Christmas, you know. Mm. But I don't think we ought to get rid of Christmas. But I agree with you. There, You know, so what are you going to do when Halloween falls on a Sunday? You're going to cancel church on Sunday? Right. Because you can't worship, you know, God, on a devil's day. Right. You know, and certainly I think that's wrong or mm. Wednesday night, you know. Right. Um, I, I certainly think that you can worship God on pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day is a pagan holiday. Uh, I mean, every day of the year, if you go through every, you know, and we'd like to focus on Rome, you know, um, Saturnalia. You know, people have a big problem with that, but a lot of people, they don't have a problem with driving a Saturn. Yeah. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you'll sit in a Saturn car you, you you know you get all upset about a name in one area but then you totally overlook it in another area mm-hmm. you know <laughs> to me that's that, that, that that's just hypocritical right you know but um anyway there's only 365 days in a year
1: mm-hmm.
0: and okay so rome i mean they laid claim to I mean God knows how many. They, I'm sure surely they had a you know a pagan. We just know a couple of them because it's, it's the focus on, you know, um or, or the sun god, you know, um you know, and so that you know because of the winter solstice, you know, right. now the sun is being born, you know, and uh or coming back, you know, the days are now longer and so you're going to worship the sun god. But you know, Rome had pagan holidays, all, you know, most, most of the year, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And that's just Rome. What about Greece? What about Babylon? What about the Hittites? What about the Indians? I, you know, every day is taken, you know, <laughs> is a pagan holiday, right. you know. And so if you were to do that, you would have to say, well, I can't serve God at all because all these days have already been, you know, claimed by the devil. Right. You know, but um
1: But have they really been claimed? This is what point you made as far as the pagan holidays. That is, we like, you know, people like to say, well, you know, Christians kind of uh, hijacked a pagan holiday. How do we know, like, and I'm sure you were getting to this, how do we know? Because this is the case with everything. How do we know that it wasn't a Christian thing first or a divine thing first and and then it was hijacked by the pagans and now we're just reclaiming it? But that happens with everything. I yeah. mean, music was God's idea, and uh, it's been hijacked by pagans, yeah, by secularists. I mean, everything. Um, marriage was God's idea, and uh, it was it's been hijacked. Yeah, you know, um, all this stuff. And so, uh, yeah, if you were to go with that, then, w- then we couldn't have Sunday,
0: because Sunday is the sun, the sun's day. Mm-hmm. You know, the worship of the sun. Saturday, you know, it was from Saturnalia. You know, uh, Monday was the moon god you know, and the rest of them as, as well. Let me give you just an example. This this is just a few. So December 1st, that's the Festival of Poseidon. December 3rd, the Festival of Tellus. December 4th, the Festival of Bonadia. December 5th, the Festival of the Roman god Phanus. That's Saturn's grandson. <laughs> So I don't even know when Saturn's son is, but, you know, you got Saturn's grandson, (laughs) you know, and on and on it goes like that. That's not to mention the Far East, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Druids, you know, Uh, the Celts, the Persians, the Canaanites, the Egyptians, Hittites. You know, they've got, you know, all these days, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, of course, just just think about this. So on Sunday is the Christians, right? Day. The Lord's Day. Saturday, the Jews. Friday is Muslims. You know, I mean, you can't go down that route and say, well, because it's a pagan holiday, it can't be on December 25th. OK, yeah. You know, um, but anyway, and then the months as well, you know, so, you know, all the months like, like January is for God Janus, you know, and and uh, all the months are named after these pagan mm-hmm. gods, you know, and everybody that that loves space and believes in all this space for crying out loud. If you're going to throw it out just because it's demonic in name, all right then. Well, then I guess you throw out the Apollo missions, Mm -hmm. you know. The whole universe. The whole universe. (laughs) Named for demons and false gods. Uh, All all of it. Yep. Yep. Um, And so so during the intertestamental period between Malachi and Matthew, the Jews won a victory over their enemies and started a holiday called the Feast of Dedication, which is Hanukkah. And that was on the same day as, um, you know, pagan holidays. So here we we see that, okay. So even if it was a pagan holiday first, so here you have the Jews. They had no problem with it. Hey, we we want. It'd be like you can't use you know July Fourth because. You know, after all, it's been claimed by some pagan, you know, the (laughs) Celts. And then you can't use July 5th because it was it was claimed by, you know, the Romans, July 6th because it's claimed by the Chinese, you know. You know, do you you remember um, National Treasure? Mm -hmm. I think it was the second one. And they're trying to find a place to to observe or celebrate the president's birthday. You remember that scene, mm-hmm. and so we can't use this, we can't use that, we can't use the other thing for all these different yep. reasons. Yep. And so they booked what it was a George Washington's um, I'm home, right? Uh, but uh, Christ isn't going to be intimidated by that at all, mm-hmm. and neither is God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think as far as the day, the time, the place, and all of it was determined in eternity past. Yeah. So God lays claim. <laughs> On the days, right? You know, and then he chose, you know, an eternity past, what
1: time, what day, you know, and so, yeah. Well, another objection is, and I think um, this may not be as big of a, you know, as big of a, a deal to, you know, uh, to shoot down as far as an objection, but I hear it a lot, and that has to do with the shepherds, um, you yeah. know, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And, uh, well, they say, well, that wouldn't be happening, you know, at um, in December.
0: Yeah, well, you, you know, I was over there. And I was over there, I think it was in February. And uh, it's not that cold over there.
1: Didn't you, know, you say the um, latitude? Um, it's 31.7. And it's comparable to? Jacksonville, Florida. So you know, And Dallas, Texas. So, okay, so, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get that. It's not nearly it as is. cold down there as it would be. You know, and uh, now it is in the hills, right? Uh, that's that's uh, right around down uh, near Bethlehem and uh, Jerusalem, that area. That's that's the, those are the hills of Dru- uh, of, uh, yeah, of Israel, yeah, right? Right, but so that, that gives some fluctuation to the climate and things. But the the, the she- sheep have to be somewhere, like you said in the past, <laughs> they have to be somewhere. <laughs> right, uh, and, and this is the, the whole idea that
0: well, shepherds aren't going to be freezing out at night. You know, first of all. Um, they, they offered sacrifices year round, you know? And secondly, all those shepherds that were abiding and keeping watch over the field by night, I mean, what were these, the sheep go on strike or something? <laughs> they go inside for the winter or something? <laughs> no, they, they needed, they needed these sheep, you know? Mm-hmm. And by the way, these sheep that the shepherds were watching, they were owned by the temple, you know, they, they were, uh, um, you know, for the purpose of, of being sacrificed, um, Uh, in the temple. But anyway, uh, for example, in uh, Genesis chapter number 31, it says that Jacob watched the flocks even during the frost at night. Mm. Yeah. So, see, I see that as an indirect attack on the word of God. Mm -hmm. It's just better to have childlike faith. Yeah. And let me read what it says in verse number 40. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me And the frost by night and my sleep departed from mine eyes. He's saying I was in the field keeping watch over the sheep, Mm -hmm. you know, while it was right. Now, Jacob, now that was up north. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's up there with, with Laban, you know, so so it that dispels the fact that, you know, sheep, I don't know, going to hibernation in the, in the winter or something like that. I mean, they got to eat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and uh, they didn't have harvesters back in those days, and they didn't have balers back in those days. They had to d- go out and and eat from the from the um from the pasture. you know from the fields. Yeah.
1: Well, if it was you know, and Jesus was was a newborn baby, you know, Mary Joseph and Jesus, and it wasn't so cold that they couldn't. I mean, they they were outdoors that night, mm-hmm. so um, it wasn't. That's right. It wasn't sub-zero temperature. That's right. The manger isn't a barn. Mm -hmm. You know, the
0: manger isn't a stable. It does not say he was born in a barn. It doesn't say he was born in a stable. It just says he was laid in a manger. That's all that it says. A Mm -hmm. manger is a feeding trough. That's all that it says. I have no doubt in my mind that Jesus was born like the sheep were born in the field um, back in, you know, when he was born yeah, back in Luke chapter yeah. number two. And the
1: angel, when it said, told the shepherds to go find him, didn't say, look for the stable. You know, it said, you're going to know him by the manger. And uh, very likely he was born outside. Yes, um, yes. Anyway, so Jacob, so he kept
0: watch over the flocks. You know, his, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, in the days of Jacob, thou, you know, thousand years before Christ. Right. And uh, that was 400 miles from Bethlehem north. Mm. You know, so, yeah, it, it's not nearly as as cold, some say that it uh, it had been when you know th- we we hear this a lot. It had to be when sheep were lambing because babes baby lambs were so vulnerable, and that's why the shepherds, um, you know, w- you know, they just they didn't lamb at that time. But but that's not true either. You know, you can go ahead and Google that yourself, and you can see that that is not true. Some say. The, um you know they object by saying that you know celebrating christmas was illegal in america you know i heard that but there's a lot of things that were screwed up in america you know mm-hmm. um for example slavery was legal in america right you know cocaine was legal in america you know um back in those days but anyway let me set the record straight it was the bay colony it wasn't america mm-hmm. it was colonial you know um you know, it, it was Brit- British colonialism at yeah. that time. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't America. It wasn't. Um, after that, and it was from 1659 to 1681, where it was also illegal to be a Baptist, and
1: that was only in the Bay
0: Colony. Yeah, just the Bay Colony. Hmm. That, that's right. Um, so if you're gonna
1: blame anybody, blame England. That was. We were part of England at that yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and so if you're gonna base your argument on the fact that. Well, you know, so what you know, in colonial America, if you want to say that, um okay, well, if it if it was wrong because they had it was illegal for a few years there, about 30 years, it was also illegal to be a Baptist. <laughs> so, I guess it was illegal to preach the gospel and believe that you're supposed to get baptized after profession of faith yes. and before church membership. Mm-hmm. You see? But they were they were congregationalists back in those days and of course they believed in a halfway covenant, you know, that you know you don't have to profess that you were saved but you can be halfway in the covenant and, and join and you know be a member of the church because your parents you know mm-hmm. were you, you know were members of the church you know so you, so you're halfway in you know and and all that was just to kind of twist things because you had to be a member of the church to be able to hold public office mm-hmm. so you know it was all manipulated back then so to go that route is unbelievable but you know something else it was also illegal to kiss your spouse in that same time so so you know i'm Wait, talking about yeah um
1: uh, ever
0: <laughs> on sunday oh on sunday <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right i remember you saying yeah that. so you couldn't kiss on sunday and that would have been in public you know <laughs> right and uh, so don't get married on sunday you know and um uh, we used to have you know of course we still do sing happy anniversary to people that are um you know, have their anniversaries, you know. We, we'll celebrate them, you know, at, at Sunday night, recognize them. And I used to say, go ahead and kiss your spouse, you know. And then one guy, "Who <laughs> wasn't going to kiss his wife, no way. And I think that happened twice. I said, I better stop this, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, the Bay Law Colony laws, they, you know, the Bay Colony laws are just so bizarre that a man named Sailor Sabin turned himself in for visiting a relative on Sunday. Well. Oh they couldn't do that either mm. in the bay colony at that time and of course the, this this is the same time as the famous witch trials mm. so if you're going to go that route you know if you can't say the lord's prayer without stumbling you know um then 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 i guess that that then you're a devil mm. you know and and that's kind of where you know mm. that kind of goes so that that is ridiculous to me that is grasping at straws yeah you know what i'm saying but that's what happens when you don't have any basis of truth you start going on these wild Mm quote-unquote witch hunts Mm -hmm. you know that's what's happening with trump right now see they know that they can't beat trump in the ballot box so they're going to beat him in the supreme court box Mm -hmm. you know and um you know that they have disqualified him from being on the ballot in colorado yeah and so and, you know, they don't have a leg to stand on if they thought that they had superior ideas and people bought in all this ridiculous stuff that that they're promoting now um, that they would not have a problem. They say, go ahead, and bring on your best because right. we're going we're to win because, right. we, you know, the people are with us. Mm-hmm. They know the people aren't with them, but they yep. don't want to give up power because they're communist, you know, is what they are. And that's exactly what communists do. They open up the border to water down um, democracy mm-hmm. and just create chaos. Yeah and uh but anyway so so yeah so, so anyway some say that December 25th was chosen by christians to try to christianize a pagan holiday um you know again um i i think that you know the i think the evidence shows that we got here first mm-hmm. you know we had the we had the day first mm-hmm. it was prophesied in eternity past right. you know that christ would you know lamb slain before the foundation of the earth and that um of course you know if he's going to be born he's going to die you know and there's going to be a birth date and uh all this is planned by god in eternity past or give them a reason to celebrate the birth of christ in secret you know at least that's what they say you know it gives yeah, basically so this big pagan holiday and so what we got to do is these christians back in that day they're going to celebrate you know christ's birthday. On a pagan holiday to kind of cover it, yeah, kind of like undercover. I, you know, I can't see anybody doing that. You know, um, you, you know, I, I wouldn't do that today. I mean, would anybody do that? You know, um, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. You know, um, okay. Think about some holidays today. Uh let's just say, uh, say Valentine's Day, okay. Um, they'll say, well, that, you know, that has pagan origins as well. I don't even know what the origins are, you know. And um, and, and so, you know, I don't see anything wrong with saying, you know, the real Valentine is Jesus, you know. And on Christmas, because the devil hijacked Christmas and replaced, you know, the Savior with Santa, Mm -hmm. you know, replaced elves for angels, I still see nothing wrong with saying, you know, it ain't ain't it ain't elves. It's angels, and it ain't Santa. It's Jesus. You Amen. know, um, but again, you got to prove that. Mm-hmm. Can you prove that? You know, or are you just believing a footnote? And when I say a footnote, I mean a footnote of a footnote of a footnote of a footnote of a footnote. You know, back two thousand years. Right. And then can you can you trace it from somebody who said? I spoke to somebody who said they saw, 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 down to a book that's at stand today that that um, is reliable. You mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why can't we just go back to the source? Why can't we just go back to the word of God? Yeah. And, um, you know, as if all Christians, you know, got together and proclaimed, you know, uh, okay, so this is a pagan holiday, but now we are going to celebrate Christ's birth on this pagan holiday. Okay. Where's that proclamation? Yeah. You know, you know, all Christians, you've been all Christians throughout all the world. You know, they get together (laughs) at some, you know, something and they make this decree. Mm -hmm. Um, you got to prove that to me. There's more evidence that Christ was born on Christmas Day than the evidence against it. Yeah. And they further argue that, um, you know, you know. The strength of their argument by saying the practices of Christmas, such as the Yule log, mistletoe are pagan practices. But here's the truth. Christ was born on December 25th and the date was hijacked by the pagans. Yeah. Many who are against celebrating December 25th say it was a Roman pagan holiday to honor the birth of the sun god Natalus or Sol Invictus. That's what it comes down to. But that didn't happen until 400 years later when Julian, the apostate, tried to paganize um, uh, back into paganism what had already become, you know, the Romans, you know, with Constantine in about 300 A.D., you know, declared Christianity to be legal. And then Julian, the apostate, 100 years later, tried to, you know, paganize what had been a Christian holiday. So I see it as just the opposite. Yeah. You know, and um, and that that's history. Yeah. You say, now folks might turn around and say, well, where do you get that from? Well, same sources you get it from. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to go on secular sources, well, that's
1: stronger than what you got. You yeah, and you've said that before. You said, um, I, I don't mind using secular sources um, that, you know, from, from the position of here's our, here's our final authority, the word of God. And then that will validate certain secular sources because That's when secular right. sources agree with the final authority, then we can validate those things. That's right. Uh, but not the other way around. That's, That's right. right. The winter solstice, solus victus, and all of that stuff is December twenty second, not December
0: twenty fifth. But it wouldn't make any difference to me either way. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but anyway, some try to say that you know, well, it's Christ, Christ Mass, you know, and so we're not Catholics, and so we shouldn't. Identify with Catholics, but again, just because, just because they want to call Christmas something, doesn't mean that Jesus was wasn't born on December twenty fifth. That's got that's got no basis on on the the question of when he was born. Right, you you know what I'm saying? Um, And so, I mean, that's what they call it, Mass. Mm -hmm. You know, where you know you celebrate what we would call the Lord's Supper, they would say Mass. Mm -hmm. And um, but again, that 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 does not change the fact at all. Remember this, pagans always plant tares amongst the wheat. So the wheat was there first, and then they plant the tares, you know, just like um, (coughs) they did, you know, at the flood. You know that every culture had a pagan version of the flood. Mm -hmm. Every Every culture had a pagan version of Adam and Eve. Every culture had a pagan version of the gospel. Every culture does. Yeah. So it's the tares being planted amongst the wheat. The wheat was there first. And don't abandon these truths just because, you know, we don't do that, you know, just because they were paganized, you know. Otherwise, that would be easy for the devil to just, you know, rename something, you know, or claim something. And then we got to throw it out because, you know, the authorities say that, you know, um, it was pagan first, but no. I think it was Christian first, and all, a lot of these truths were paganized, yeah. not Christianized. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, I'm not a Catholic, and uh, we don't believe that the blood, you know, the Jews actually becomes blood. We don't even believe that we ought to use fermented wine for that ma- matter. You know, but anyway, uh, some say that Christians didn't celebrate December 25th until after 400 years. Well, I think we'll close with this here because it, it's getting late. There's so much to do getting ready for Christmas. Well, first of all, Tertullian, A.D. 155 to two, uh,
1: 220. That's when, he, that's when he lived. So this is to refute the fact that yes. Christians started celebrating Christ's birth after 400 A.D. These sources that you're about to list off, All of them predate that, and some of them are just a generation or two removed from those who would have witnessed it or could have witnessed it. That's exactly right. He said
0: that Christ was conceived on March 25th. Augustine said, for Christ, this this I'm quoting now, for Christ is believed to have been conceived on the 25th day of March, upon which day he also suffered. And so they're kind of putting the two together. So the womb of the virgin in which he was conceived corresponds to the grave in which he was buried. Therefore, he was born on December 25th. That's Augustine who Mm. said that. Augustine is is way back in the second century. Mm -hmm. Irenaeus, born 130 A.D., said Christ was conceived on March 25th. Hippolytus um, was born in A.D. 170, said that Christ was born on December 25th, and I quote, The first advent of our Lord in the flesh occurred when he was born in Bethlehem, which was December 25th, a Wednesday when Augustus was in his 42nd year. That's what he said, you know. So these are people from all over the Roman Empire who are saying the same thing. Mm. You know, the Bishop of Caesarea, uh, uh, (laughs) Theophilus, okay, excuse me theophilus oh yeah yeah <laughs> born ad 115 in palestine who wrote we ought to celebrate the birth of our lord on december 25th that's mm-hmm. what he said julius africanus said that jesus was born on december 25th and he was julius africanus was born in ad 160 and he also witnessed it when I went to college, I was taught that the Donatists were early Christians before there was even a Catholic church, and they celebrated the birth of Christ on December 25th mm. and persecuted for it. John Chrysostom was martyred by the Catholic church. He said, and by the way, he was he also predates, you know, um, um, you know, when they say 400 AD is when Christians started you know, celebrating Christmas. But anyway, this is what he says. Now listen to this. He said this in a sermon, and uh, it's extant to this day. He says it was common knowledge that Christ was born on December 25th. This is about the same time that the Romans declared it a pagan holiday. That's what he said. Furthermore, he said that the people had been celebrating December 25th for a long time, Mm. and the Catholics paganized it. And uh, he gave several reasons for December 25th. First, he mentions the census and says it was in December and challenged anybody who did not believe it to look it up in any library. That's what he said. Mm. Next, he turns to the scripture and says that tracing John's birth right back after the course of Abia, which puts John's birthday in June, and since Jesus was you know, conceived six months later, he says puts Jesus' birthday in December. And he says it was common
1: knowledge. So that's, half, that's like... Nearly a, getting close to a dozen. You just you just rattled off there, yeah. Um, and these are confirmed, you know, um, quotes and things. How come this has just been expunged from anybody's you know study of history? Nobody hears that. In fact, you're laughed at if you if you say in, that Jesus was born on December twenty fifth. Basically, you know, I, and I know
0: that folks don't like to hear this, but churches that believe the truth and do not compromise, are few and far between. Mm -hmm. They don't want to examine the evidence. They'd rather go with the flow, rather being made fools for Christ. Because now we've all got our PhDs and we call ourselves doctor, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't ever want to be called doctor. I am not coming to the pulpit with a white robe and a stethoscope hanging around (laughs) my neck. I'm not a doctor, okay. I'm a preacher. I'm a minister of the gospel. And you got to you got to believe what the Bible says Mm -hmm. and you can't filter the Bible through science or you can't filter it through what secularists say, you know, and certainly you got to have faith in what God said. What do we need a bunch of footnotes for when we can have faith in what God said? You know, it's been preserved from cover, you know, from cover to cover for these 2000 plus years. We don't need somebody said that somebody said that somebody said that somebody said, you know,
1: we just take what the Bible has to say. Mm. And uh, it's crazy that. There's so much um, rock solid evidence for December 25th. I mean, these these fellows were, you know, just a couple hundred uh, hundred or so years after some of the disciples were, you know, were dead. Um, Yeah, before Constantine. Yeah, before any of that, and before Julian the Apostate. Certainly before 400 AD. That's just uh, that's just amazing, but also surprising that you just we just don't hear it, Um, and uh, but. When it comes to the Bible, it really is simple. It's either se- from what the Bible says; it's either September or December. Yeah. And if you're gonna, if if you're gonna take one of the two, might as well go with the one that is overwhelmingly agreed upon by early, you know, early Christians. Yeah. Early Christians, but yeah. it, okay. So, before we wrap up, why don't you just give a, a quick, quick um, explanation of why we can, you know confidently say it's Jesus was either born in September or he was born in December okay
0: so the Bible narrows it down to two possible dates like you said either born December 25th or you know some people say September and I use that because that's what most people say but I also think you know maybe June you know June 1st with evidence leaning strongly to December 25th it begins with the parents of John the Baptist right okay John's father was Zacharias who was a priest, the scriptures say, in the course of Abia. Now there were 24 courses and each course lasted one week and they would serve one week twice a year in the temple, okay? And uh, and so the course of Abia would be served on the eighth week and the 32nd week of the year. More than likely, he was serving on the 32nd week of the year, which was during the Day of Atonement when the Savior would be announced. And also there was a multitude of people that were there at that time. Because the Bible says a great multitude of people stood about. And that would have been
1: around because of the day That would have been a holiday, you
0: know, rather than the 32nd week, which would just been, you know, just a regular, you know, week without a holiday where people coming in from out of town. If it was during the day of atonement, which would have corresponded to, you know, the 32nd week rather than the eighth week, then that would have put him in September 25th when the announcement was made. That puts John's birthday, July twenty-fifth. Right. Okay. Um, furthermore, John was six months older than Jesus. That's Luke chapter number one, verse twenty-six. Luke chapter one, verse number thirty-six. So, if you can trace John, and the course of Abia, you know, and um, the Day of Atonement would be at that time, be the end of September, then you've got no problem with putting Jesus there in December twenty-fifth. Right. right. Because you've got you know, eighteen months right from that time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the scriptures narrow it down. Certainly not just any day of the year. You know where it could have been. No, no. Um, that is trying to
1: add to where God had narrowed down. It's mm. good. Well, I I love when you uh when you preach on this, and um, it's just mind blowing. You know. But uh, I love these little things that we learn just by just taking the Bible for what it says. Um, they've been uh just uh honestly life changing um much of much of what you preached uh what you preach and teach just from that viewpoint that uh you know we're just going to believe you know when you preach on the king james uh and uh, we talked about this on the podcast but just you know just a a childlike faith and in literal interpretation of god's word and uh it's just exciting you know yeah
0: and all these folks that just will undermine the authority of god's word Undermine the Bible. I, nobody wants to say that the Bible is the absolute authority, because we live in a world where everything is relevant. We worship ourselves. That's why. That's what it comes we down to. We think we're so smart. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, again, you know, here's what people say. They talk about manuscripts, and these people that know nothing. You know, I mean, we're talking about just church members who read a book, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you know. And uh, about a guy that's never seen any manuscript except when he Googles it, you know, and uh, he's talking about a bunch of stuff. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He is just taking somebody's word that said that somebody said that somebody said. And then he just comes to a conclusion. Mm -hmm. And all of that conclusion is to undermine the word of God. You know, it's the same exact um, doubt that caused people to doubt that Jesus was the Messiah. Yep. because by the same process that you reject the written word, you reject the living word, Jesus, and and it's the same thing because he's the word made flesh. Yeah, you know, Jesus said, "I have a witness." You know, my Father's my witness, the Spirit is the witness. You know, and of course miracles weren't the witness, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so and so, there's got to be a starting place. There's got to be somebody has got to say, "I have faith in," mm-hmm. right? So I just put my faith in God's word. You put your faith in footnotes. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. Footnotes. You know, you put your faith in men. You say, well, can you prove it? Well, neither can you prove that. uh, Well, a lot of things you've got to take it by faith. Science
1: cannot prove things. It's impossible.
0: Especially you know this origin, this Big Bang. You know, Um, gravity's still a theory. Mm -hmm. You know, evolution is still a theory. Um, And so you're taking it by faith. Yes. You know, so. We just take God's Word by faith. You yep. take you take science falsely so-called by faith. There's got to be a...
1: Everybody starts with faith somewhere. Yep. Everybody does. Yep. That's why God says He's given us faith. He's given us the faith that we need, and now we have to put it in the right place. That's exactly that right. Everybody's got their faith in something. Amen.
0: Well, listen, we hope you have a merry, merry Christmas this year. And when you wake up Sunday morning, I believe that was the day that Jesus was actually born. Monday morning. Yes, Monday. Yes, yeah, thank Christmas you, is on thank Monday. you. Yes, Christmas is on Monday this year. So,
1: but all right, well, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you, I guess. Uh, next episode will come out on um, New Year's Day. So, uh, but anyway, uh, Merry Christmas to you, and have a good day.